0: welcome to hood healing
1: hood healing buenas noches
0: good evening today is our first official full episode we got some new technology we We got
1: some new mics
0: we got a new setup, so it's just very exciting for us. We're super excited to record full transparency. Um, we did record a podcast on Sunday.
1: And there was crying.
0: It was a mess because, yeah. first of all, we thought it'd be a really great idea to go to La pulga on a <laughs> Sunday morning early.
1: <laughs> and we came home tired.
0: <laughs> we were, and then we went to Costco because, you know. We are gluttons for punishment and we were thrashed. And like, even before we were like, (laughs) literally writing down, let's write down some ideas, you know, for the next podcast and then make sure we have like, you know, all of our, our content straight for this one. We, well, me, (laughs) I think it was me. I was just having a day. I was, I bust out crying
1: like Kim Kardashian, crying,
0: ugly cry. And then we were recording and I started crying again. And you know what? We probably will cry, but I figured, you know, we don't want to scare a lot of people away after <laughs> the first episode. So cut it out. Yeah. Um, but you know what? Crying is, is a part of healing and it's healthy to show your emotions. Just want to put that public service announcement out For there. For the
1: record, she cried first. She thought I was going to cry first and that didn't
0: happen. I sure did. I was like, bitch, why am I crying? So yeah, so anyhow, we were like, this is all over the place. We were just really tired. So, And then we got new technology that is allowing us to be side by side and sound really good. So we're super, super excited about that because we want to bring you the best podcast that we can bring you. That's correct. Yeah. So today we're going to talk a little bit about like beginning the healing journey we're both in different, you know, different healing journeys. That's correct. Right. But, um, you know, I am, I'm like your Obi-Wan Kenobi. <laughs> your are um,
1: Spirit Gonzalez.
0: You're spirit guide. Huh. Um, but I also think, you know, we're going to talk about just some of the stuff that we've been learning. And, um, you know, as we do the podcast, we're going to go into more specific stuff. But today, we're just going to talk about, you know, like just the different things that we're, we've are we tried, that we're trying, and that we want to try. Yep. So anyhow, <laughs> the first thing that we wanted to do, though, is do something called level setting. And I think that's just to like talk a little bit about what trauma is um, and what are the kind of like things that we're going to focus on in this podcast, because I think, you know, When people hear the word trauma, a lot of times they think it's something really horrible that happens to you, like, you know, if you were to be physically assaulted or if you were to, you know, witness some horrible crime or, you know, something like that. Or nowadays I feel like things like people being part of mass shootings, which is so awful, um... But yes, that that those are traumas, but I've but I think too people need to understand that we can actually be traumatized on the on the daily and not even realize it, you know, whether we're we've been in, you know, abusive, like emotionally abusive relationships or physically abusive relationships or, you know, witnessing things that, you know, we shouldn't have when we were children. So all of those things, I think I, I want to acknowledge that because I think sometimes people try to downplay those things. They think they're normal occurrences and families and they're like, well, I haven't experienced trauma. And the truth is we all have. I mean, unless you've literally been living under a rock, which we haven't.
1: <laughs> yeah. Excuse the <laughs> stuffy nose. I haven't gotten better for being sick. so, And my voice is deep. Lydia was making fun of that earlier.
0: I wasn't. It's fine. You just...
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so you go first. You tell us a little bit about the trauma that you've... (laughs)
0: Tell tell us about your trauma. Yeah. Well, I mean, really, I think just my background is, you know, that I've worked in social services. So I've gotten a ton of training on trauma and what it does to your body, what it does to you, like, psychologically. And I think that I have... (laughs) Everyone's like, this bitch talking about trauma at a family party again. But I think that, you know, the more you know about this, the more you can do preventative stuff. And, like, then, you know, then you can kind of start to change your own behavior for the people in your your life. You know what I mean? So, like, you know, thinking about that you're going to become a parent, hopefully one day soon, you know, how do you – recognize some of those unhealthy patterns and then kind of like move into these healthier spaces. I think a big, you know, motivation for me was my own child, my own, uh, you know, partner <clears throat> and the people that I care about in my life, you know, trying to really <clears throat> learn how to be present and just engage in healthy behaviors. And so I think, you know, having unhealthy family dynamics, no tea, no shade, no lemonade, mom and dad, (laughs) um, you know, it it taught us some really unhealthy behaviors where we were doing things to hurt each other. Um, You know, it was like gold medal in Petty Olympics, when we used to, you know, get into disagreements, instead of talking it through with somebody, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um. And so I think trauma has really obviously, you know, affected how I've reacted to things that are stressful. You know, like I'm like, (laughs) I have this thing and I know I do it, but when I feel stressed, I'm like, just start (laughs) yelling and just start like getting into this, um, flight mode. So when your brain is, when you have trauma and your brain is triggered, you either do fight, fight. Is this right? (laughs) I can talk fight, flight, freeze, or something called fawn. And fight is basically like people that get aggressive. So like when you see those like YouTube videos and those people are like going ham and they're like, ah, you know, Like, there's obviously some kind of like trauma trigger response happening. Flight is when you're like, I need to get the fuck out of here. Yeah. And there's times where, you know, Frank and I have different trauma responses. He is a freezer, he will just get so slow. I'm like, (laughs) motherfucker, if we were in a freaking horror movie, I would be out. You'd be dead, bud. You'd be
1: dead. Frank.
0: this man would be like looking around trying to figure <laughs> out what's going on. I'm like, so, you know, there's been times I think we were like downtown somewhere like San Francisco and some homeless guy like starts screaming and this dude's turning around looking. I'm like, just start walking. I literally started yelling. And I'm like, hurry up. And I just took <laughs> off. Like if I didn't have shoes that were like tied to my feet, I probably would have jumped out of those shoes and ran down the street. Um, you know, freeze is obviously like you get scared and you just can't move. You just feel like you can't do anything. And then fawn is where people, it's almost like when you see a dog roll over and, and give you theirs, like, it's just like, I'm going to give, like, I'm going to try to basically do something to distract what's happening and also just kind of roll over and submit to what's happening if that makes sense.
1: I think it does. Cause whenever my, uh, my partner and we have a disagreement, I feel like I'm the one that kind of tries to joke around and make her laugh to kind of forget. You're kind of like what's what's going on and and kind of just brush it off. Um, and she's more of the, (laughs) (laughs)
0: she's the fight.
1: Yeah. She's the, the fighter. Um, well, not really. I mean, I argue too and stuff like that, but I think I'm more chill. Like I'll brush it off. I don't hold grudges sometimes. Sometimes I do. <laughs> <laughs> but with her, I don't think so. I think that I try to make her laugh. She always says that too whenever we're arguing. She'll tell me like, there you go, trying to be funny, trying to like, you know, yeah. forget the problem. And and sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. <laughs>
0: Well, I think what happens is that, you know, when you grow up in situations where you had a parent that was, you know, would it like gets upset or whatever, you kind of do this thing where you start to do like, I have to calm them down. So yeah. you learn this behavior where you're basically managing the adults feelings yeah um and so what ends up happening is so they don't get upset you do things so for example i know i do this um like before frank gets home i like pick up cuz i don't want him to get mad at me which he doesn't <laughs> i know he gets annoyed if the house That's is me dirty too. I he's start like, washing
1: the dishes that I was supposed to wash like, the what night did before. Yeah, you
0: do all day? Yeah. Especially when you work from home, he's always like, what did you do all day? You know, I'm your business. Gar-me-se, por favor. <laughs> but I think it's a learned reaction from yeah. having a parent who would just like, you never knew, like blow up at any time. And you're just kind of like trying to manage their feelings.
1: Yeah,
0: um, And we're going to talk about emotionally immature parents, yeah. which is going to be, I think, hard for us because, you know, we, we're not, <clears throat> I think this is something where it's like, we're not telling these stories to make our parents feel bad. Yeah. And I know that, you know, I'm sure I'm a parent when my own child tells me something that I've done that hurt them, it doesn't feel good, yeah. but it's it's part of our journey. Um, and you know, it's like things that have happened helped us realize like we have to change something. Um, and so I think that that's, you know,
1: break the trend.
0: Yeah, you definitely do. But part of a, of of a healing journey is like being self-aware. Like I know what I do. I got to take responsibility. I have to take accountability. It feels really shitty right in the beginning because you're just like, I'm not a bad person.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, And we kind of have to get away from like this idea of like, there are bad people and good people because I think it's just behavior and we learn behaviors to survive different situations. So it's like, even people who do really horrible things, that behavior is horrible. And, they've done that because either someone did that to them which a lot of times that's what happens and people continue and perpetuate that or like think about a time when when you've been really rude to somebody or you've been rude to like a someone at a restaurant or whatever because you were having a really shitty day yeah and you wanted to match that energy
1: yeah <laughs> Well, it's like the book that uh you gave me to read, like we just spoke about earlier. Uh when you are small, your brain is like a sponge. Everything that you uh you witness or you hear sticks with you until you break that Yeah. That uh that trend or that what you
0: call Yeah, like it? like that cycle. Yeah, that
1: cycle. That's what I'm looking for.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: until you break that cycle.
0: Yeah. I mean it's hard cuz then you have to realize what the cycle is, what the behaviors are, yeah. and then you have to say like I don't want to I don't want to do that anymore. Yeah. You know? I remember um I mean I've kind of like I mean I went to therapy on and off. I'm like, "Okay, I had better call Gail."
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> cuz your girl's tripping. Um and you know, one of the things I think that is helpful is that you know, I think, first of all, therapy is not for everyone. And there's many different ways to go about a healing journey. Like, I think that, yes, for some people, it's a great way to start building the skills that you need to kind of like deal with some of the behaviors, right? And then how do you get to the next level? And I think for me, you know, it is nice to have someone that you can like process like these things are happening and help you make sense of them. Or having someone that doesn't know anything about you. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you could talk about whatever it is that you want to
1: talk about and they're not judging you or they're not citing or anything like that.
0: Yeah. It's oh, yeah. like totally, totally unbiased, um, stuff that's going on. And there's this really good, um, this really good quote I saw today and I was, Trying to get it for us because you're like, bitch, why are you on your phone? <laughs> <laughs> I was we're down middle, like we're in the um, middle of a podcast. A fudge are you doing right now? A- anyways, um, so this um this therapist wrote a book. Her name <clears throat> is um Nedra Glover Tawab. I just bought her book today because it's about like managing unhealthy family relationships um and dynamics and um, I just and she has a book about boundaries. It's really good. I bought a workbook as well. And I just feel like, you know, it's just great to like get these kinds of resources because, you know, how are we supposed to know? Yeah, <laughs> like we know what the issues are, but we need to know what the cause is. So anyhow, she <laughs> said, um, hold on a second, I lost it. <laughs> um, she was talking about just, the idea of um, having, you know, like, your family takes you only so far. Like, our family has taught us, like, emotionally to a certain point. And then there has to be a point in which we say we want to learn more. We want to change. We want healthy, you know, dynamics. And so I think that's where we're responsible for our own, you know, self-awareness, building our own self-awareness and like also growing out of these behaviors. Yeah. And so one of the things I was looking at, <laughs> we were talking about doing is like a sound bath, which is, um, so the book I gave you was from Dr. Nicola Para, who is on Instagram, the holistic psychologist. Follow her. And she has this book called "How to Do the Work," and I feel like that's taken like my healing journey to the next level.
1: And it's a cool book because it it gives you like activities to do, like.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Be serious. It does have like like, breath breath work and meditation and like self reflection, but her book is so cool because it talks about. Not just like okay, let's you know repair all the damage that's been done, but she actually talks about the the mind like body connection. So she talks about like repairing your neurological system, which is super important because I feel like if we don't get that, then it's hard for us to get to the other pieces of of what we need to heal, and that's like the emotional piece. And I feel like the Neurological stuff that she talks about is easier than having to like process traumatic memories or traumatic events. So I think it's a good book for people to start with. And I'll post that on our, on our, you know, our accounts. But she talks about one thing that I really liked is that she talks about how do you give yourself the experiences you didn't have as children and first of all, we grew up on and off like poor, like financially. We lived in a very unstable household where it was like feast or famine, basically.
1: Yeah.
0: We would have money sometimes, but then we didn't have money. And it was like, they were <laughs> shutting our damn lights off. And you know, we were like eating, <laughs> literally eating by candlelight. But, um, but poverty is like a traumatic event. Yeah. Like that shit is traumatic. Like, you don't know sometimes <laughs> when you're going to eat, if you're going to have money for this and that. And it does rob you of some of these childhood experiences. So um, she talks about, you know, like doing stuff like going to Disneyland or, <laughs> you
1: know. I love Disneyland. And that stinks to my grandma. My grandma always got us passes every year. Every Sunday, you get up she would have us eat breakfast there across the street from um where the boat passes by. I, think, I don't know what the name of the restaurant is, but every morning we would eat our pancakes and then she would buy us ice cream. Uh, we'd have lunch there. We'd have dinner. It was nice. It was I nice.
0: know your grandma really spoiled She's you. That's number great.
1: one. Best <laughs> grandma in the world. I tr- trust.
0: I know I had a grandma like that too. She would, she would, Kind of give us these experiences that we couldn't have because you know our our family just didn't have the money and um but one of the things that's really funny is you know I am obsessed with miniatures. <laughs> <laughs> you should I'm an bring addict. them on here one day. I know. Um, and I've always been when I since I was little. But my my mom, I wanted a dollhouse. I remember, and my mom's like, you know. I mean, they're not they're not cheap, and all the furniture and stuff like that shit's expensive. Yeah. Um. But she was like, "Yeah, we can't afford it." And then one Christmas, my dad (laughs) he built me a little dollhouse. Dale.
1: (laughs) Bless his soul. I love Dale.
0: And he, I know he's very handy like that. So he built a dollhouse, and I got like a few pieces of furniture that I had bought with my own money because I was babysitting at the time. Um and. So, but I never got like the stuff I really wanted. And then of course I got older and I grew out of and it. And now she has
1: everything in <laughs> and now I
0: do. <laughs> She has a bunch of- My dollhouse ch- is better than my real house. Her and Frank. Yeah. um, But this, this is like something that I saw today and I was like, this is really, I think a good <clears throat> like illustration of what we're trying to do with this podcast. And it says, she says, accept this. What you need might be outside of your family. The people who raised you likely took you as far as they could emotionally. It's your responsibility to continue learning what you need, discerning how to get your needs met, and unlearning things that weren't particularly helpful. Adulthood allows you the freedom to create a life for yourself outside of what you were taught or not taught. You are now in the driver's seat. You are parenting yourself. Therefore, nurture yourself and fill in the missing parts. Add relationships that enhance your existence. Refuse to be imprisoned by your past. I like that. That's so yeah. nice. But I think, you know, that's kind of what we're trying to do by, you know, like exploring all of these different things. We're going to try some really crazy shit, too. <laughs> we're
1: going to go bungee jumping. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't even I don't I'm scared of heights. That would never happen.
0: Well, and so one thing, you know, obviously therapy is something I've tried. And, you know, I think it's good to explore that if you're able to, you know, if your insurance covers it, if you have money to do that. But I do think there are other things that are like outside of this colonized (laughs) idea of how to heal yourself. And I think that because so many of these healing spaces don't include people like us, right? Like Latino, Latina, Latin people. I think that we kind of, you know, I feel like we have a responsibility to share those things. Um, and one thing that we did try together <laughs> <laughs> was Olympia. And if you're not familiar, if you're not, you know, a, a Latino person, Olympia is like an energy cleansing and, You know, usually it's like a person that's a healer that, you know, knows how to do this, will, you know, do their prayers or whatnot, and they use an egg.
1: (laughs) And it's crazy because she prays all over your body with an egg. And it's crazy because when she cracks it, it's like she can see. And know things, you know what I mean? Which is crazy.
0: Well, it's kind of like the way that the egg breaks, they they break an egg, so they do it all over your body, kind of absorb the energy, and they crack it into a glass of water. And however the egg, like the white exactly. in the comes out and the yolk looks, it tells you something. And I mean, she's she was like really spot on. Yeah. Shout out
1: to Josefina. <laughs>
0: Doña
1: Josefina, Josefina. gracias. Gracias. Uh, But it was crazy. Mine was crazy. I've done two sessions. You've done one with Frank. Yours was intense. I felt like the house was going to catch on fire. Um, (laughs) She's like. uh, Even Frank's face was, he was scared. I can tell he was scared. Uh, Mine was pretty, uh, pretty crazy because, you know, she was able to tell me that you know, good things are coming, but that also we got you know people who are, you know, wishing bad vibes uh to my wife and you know, to my wife and me. And um she also knew that um you know, people don't want us together. And she she said there's a, a lady and a man who have a black candle on um and are praying bad
0: like wishing bad stuff. Yeah, wishing bad you know. stuff
1: to, to both of us. And uh I don't know who that is. Well, I, I hope I, they're I mean,
0: listening to this. And I
1: really yeah. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> I hope you oh, know that, that we're doing something about it. And we're going to get to the bottom of it. Uh But yours was crazy. Mine was crazy.
0: Like Poor lady was sweating. I was like, Doña Josefina, hold on, honey. <laughs> hold on. Because <laughs> she was really like... She was really sweating. Yeah. I mean, she was like, you know, doing a wrap around with the egg and like sweating, and she just was like getting out of breath. And she's like, "Your energy, your energy was is so strong." And then she looks at Frank and she's like, "Her energy." And I'm like, <laughs> "Frank, like, oh Lord Jesus." So, um, and it's so crazy because, like, first of all, I was like deep. I think I was like two or three weeks away from finishing my master's program. So I was not in a good place. I was stressed the fuck out. And so she did it, you know, and then she's like, <laughs> she's like, you know, you need to let go. You need to be spontaneous. Yeah. And I'm like, girl, it's not going to happen for three weeks. But it was so crazy because she started to do it. And I busted out crying like, <laughs>
1: Like Kim Kardashian
0: Worse than that. Yeah. I was, like, shaking crying. Like, you know when you get in trouble when you're a little kid and you're still like, <laughs> like, <laughs> that cry? Like, that's what it happened. And it was just so crazy because I was like, I did not know this woman. She didn't even say anything to me. Yeah. She just started doing it. I was like, well, obviously, this stuff needed to come out. Um, And she, it was so funny because I was, like, trying not to cry in front of her because I was embarrassed, which... You know, obviously that's something I'm still working on is just, you know, being okay with that. I cry all the time. (laughs) (laughs) I know we cry together, (laughs) but like crying in front of people you don't know is like, you're so vulnerable, you know? So anyhow, she's like doing it. And then when she was done, she was like, can I hug you? And I was telling, I know we, we talked about this, but like when she hugged me, it felt like when, you know, when your mom hugs you or someone that you that has really taken care of you that you love. Like there's, it's just probably like, you know, even your grandma, like that feeling of just like that person is, I don't know how to explain it, but But it's different. It's different than, you know, just someone else. That's what it felt like. It was so weird. I've never had that feeling with anyone else. And so she hugged me and then she was like, you can't control everything. (laughs) I'm like, Did my husband pull you to the side and ask you to say this?
1: You're not superwoman.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. She was like, you can't do everything. You can't control everything. You just have to let stuff go and you have to enjoy life, like be spontaneous. And then she also said, there's someone who is trying to interfere in your marriage. And I'm like, bitch, I need this Olympia to tell me that. I knew that already. (laughs) shit um you know i think no shade is being thrown at anyone
1: no shade <laughs> no is being tea, thrown no at no shade anyone.
0: no lemonade um but you know i i think too when you know what i've made sense of it is that i think when people don't have what you have in their life or they want to control then it you know they can be really upset about that. Yeah. You know, and I think when you're trying to control people in relationship, it never works out well. Yeah. Um, either we accept people as they are um, or we don't. I mean, that's what I think part of this healing journey has been to accept that I can't control people or their behavior. It's like, you know, we have a discussion. I let you know what my expectations are on how you treat me. Um, if you don't want to meet that, then peace out. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's like I don't have the energy to sit here and say like, you know, I I think any relationship, you want to be treated with respect. You want to be treated with kindness um, and if someone isn't gonna do that, I mean these are my own expectations. I'm not saying other people like some people are okay not being <laughs> respected and that's on them. But for myself, I'm like, hey man, you're gonna you're you're gonna respect me or I'm out. I'm you know. I mean it took me forty, you know, some odd years to to learn that lesson, but um, you know, here I am.
1: Yeah. I'm looking forward to <laughs> I'm looking forward to my, my first session. Yeah. I think it's going to help me out a lot and it'll help me, you know, let everything out and not hold the emotions in, which I'm getting better at though. I'm getting better.
0: Gr- bitch, you say all <laughs> the emotions, but you I'm know what? Better. I think the thing is that we have a relationship where it's a safe space, like yeah. psychologically safe, physically safe, you know, you know that you're not going to get hurt by sharing those emotions or being vulnerable. Like, you know, and that's not always the case. Yeah.
1: And this whole podcasting, like I'm not out to get anyone, you know what I'm saying? This is, I'm doing this for myself. This is my life, my book, my, you know, my stories.
0: It's my life. (laughs) We don't have the budget for music clearance. So (laughs) I'm just going to sing all the songs. (laughs) We want to (laughs) interject.
1: Yeah. But I mean, yeah. Because I'm, I'm excited.
0: Yeah. I mean, I'm excited for you. I think you've, I mean, just think about like, we've been talking about this for a long time. Yeah. And we finally were like, let's just do it. We finally
1: bought the mics. Then we returned them. <laughs> and we got these new ones. <laughs> I like these.
0: But I mean, I think that we just were like, we are experiencing so much joy in our lives because yeah. we've done all these really radical things yeah. to change that energy around us. And I think that's what kind of pushed us into where we're at. Yeah. We're going to talk about how relationships shift when, you know, you go through a healing process and I mean, we we will get deeper into it depending, you know, we're going to talk about family relationships and family dynamics and then friendships. But I do think that when you do go on a healing journey, it does change relationships with people. Yeah, it does. I mean, I know that in my own family, they're like, you're always telling us what we're doing wrong. And I think when you kind of start to learn this information, you kind of want... To tell people about it, and because you, you want the best for the people that you love and care for, but yeah. they may not be ready to hear that, and they may n- not be ready for that. Um, and so I think it puts people who are not ready in a really defensive place, and you're kind of like, oh, okay, yeah. And so I think for me, I've had to kind of like shift my interactions. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I mean, when I first started therapy, I was, you know, they're like, tell, tell tell me about your childhood. And I'm like, well, it was great. And then they start asking you more questions and you're like, okay, maybe it wasn't that great. I mean, I think there's definitely great things that I learned from my parents. You know, they taught me to be a hustler. They taught me to grind and do what I got to do to get where I'm at. Um, Definitely, you know, my mom raised three very you know, social children who are very socially like outgoing.
1: (laughs) Shout out to Lynette. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Um, And we're all like in our fields. We're all go-getters. We're, we're all like really doing well, but you know, there's some unhealthy things that we all learn that we're trying to unlearn. And I think the nice thing is that, you know, the kind of love that I always wished for or the way I wished for it to to look, you know, I had to, like, let go of that and just be like, okay, it is what it is, basically. But I see that for my child. Like, they will ride or die for my kid. Like, my mom has a shiv in her purse for this kid. T- she's like, who hurt my baby? You know, I'm like, oh, damn, girl. Yeah. There's a meme. And it's like this old lady with the freaking gun. It's like, grandma's coming. And I'm like, yep, that's, that's you know, true. and my and my sisters, too. I mean, they are the same way. Like, anytime my kids got, you know, a play mm-hmm. or whatever, like they're, you know, they're, they're there. there. Um, and so, but, you know, also I know that we trigger each other, so we have to really sort of like pick and choose how we're going to spend our time together because we could just be chilling and just trigger each other with something someone says. And I think we're all trying to work on that. We're all trying to, you know, heal in our own ways and, you know, but it's, but it's a lot of work and we just, I think I had to stop being in that space where I was like trying to control um, how they were reacting. Yeah. You know,
1: and you know, um, since we've been reading the book, um, Susie and I, I've been taking like notes, like at work and at home. And I wrote down like, what type of trauma have I had, you know, as a child. Yeah. So it's like, you know, um, I witnessed, you know, like a lot of violence you know a lot of yelling going on uh growing up um I was abused as a child um and which led me to addiction and you know I kept writing like all the negative things and then I stopped and I told myself like but there's so much more that has overcame or you know what I mean like I've done so much so much has made me a better person and uh besides all the trauma that I had growing up, I've had a lot of good things happen too. Like, I can honestly say that my grandma and my grandpa gave me the best childhood I could ever ask for. Like, they took us on our first, uh, you know, they would take us on trips every Sunday, uh, to San Diego. Um, we would go to TJ, get us anything we wanted, candy, piñatas. They're all taking all these kids <coughs> over the border. Yeah, like <laughs> anything we wanted. We would go camping, non Like My grandma um, and my grandpa took me on my first airplane ride, you know. So it's not all bad stuff, you know yeah. what I mean, that happened. Yeah. Um, do I wish those bad things, you know, didn't happen to me? Yes, you know, but I also think that if that didn't happen, I wouldn't be who I am today, Yeah, you know. Cause I flipped the 180 on that bitch. Like I went from, you know, addiction to fucking owning a house with my partner, marrying the, the love of my life, having two dogs, you know, and, and building a relationship with like you and Frank, you know, like who would have ever thought that? I still remember when you flipped on me, when I accidentally stepped on my when we were all dancing on the dance floor, you know, and I was like, dang, she's me. Cause you're like, excuse me, my child. And I was like, I bad? I'm a
0: little, I'm a little person. <laughs> <Excuse me. laughs> you know
1: what I'm saying? But who would have ever thought, you know what I'm saying? That I would like, we'd be so close to you guys, you know? And I remember the first time Susie met you, like, she was like, I freaking love her. I think she met you at Aaliyah's quinceanera. Oh boy. You know, she's like, you know what? Like, I love her. And I was you know, straight to the wind, but I, I'm a fun time. No, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it, I think that if none of those things would have happened to me growing up, I wouldn't have been the person that I am today. Yeah. You know?
0: I mean, I think like, yeah, these things can happen. But if we have that support, I think yeah. your grandparents, like, I don't, I think things would be much different for you if yeah. they weren't there.
1: Of course. Like, you
0: know? I always remember your grandma, like, would always say, like, my grandchildren are just like the loves of my life. She's yeah. like, I love my kids, but my grandchildren, you know?
1: Yeah.
0: Um, so she loves, you yeah. know, all of you guys yeah, so much. I, won't, I, I think, you know, my mom even says like, it's different when you have grandchildren because, yeah. you know, like when you have kids, you're all stressed because you're trying to make sure like everyone survives, like, yeah. you know, that you raise these kids. And then when you have grandchildren, she's like, you can just enjoy them. Yeah. You know, and she really, she really does, yeah. you know, and you can see the love that's reciprocated from all of you. Yeah. I mean, y'all ride or die for your yeah, Lita, yeah. man. That's
1: that's her <laughs> Lita, like, you know, love like Lita's love. Yeah. Or, yeah. you know, Litos, you know, maybe yeah. rest in peace. But yeah. he was, he was the best. He was grumpy, but it was, it was all love. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm excited to talk about a bunch of stuff. You know what I mean? That we have, um, ready for y'all. <laughs> Hope y'all are ready to listen.
0: We go into more deeper, deeper stuff, but, um, and,
1: uh, comment below. Who do you think's going to cry first? Cause I still think it's going to be Lydia, but, uh, we'll see,
0: you know, you uh, never but know
1: comment below while you're subscribing. Okay. <laughs> and liking our videos.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, The One of the things I think that we, you know, we we obviously are going to go into the family stuff, which I know it's hard because you don't want to make people feel like shit, but it happened, right? And, you know, I think one of the things that I've, with all the work that I've done is being able to apologize is, like, really difficult. And as a parent, I've lost my shit many a time. Um and i went through a period where i was like losing my shit a lot and it was like from 12 <laughs> to 14 yeah because i didn't understand w- what my child was going through and i felt so out of control <laughs> like i i don't have this and i had to apologize like i'm really sorry i know that that this was not okay yeah and you know that's really tough and but i think if we continue to change the way that we are parenting, the way that we're acting with our partners, then our kids won't have to go through the same stuff that we've had to go through. Yeah, I mean, it's great because we've, learn how to do these amazing things i mean obviously you have so much to be proud of in your life because there's not a lot of people that come out on the other side of what you've experienced yeah. like you have so you definitely got to give yourself credit for that i do i think i do more
1: now as i get older and i talk more about everything that i've been through mm-hmm. um it, and now i give myself credit but before there was a lot of like you know I regretted a lot of what I would do. Um, I had a lot of anger, you know, and stuff like that. But now I, I'm, I'm a lot better at it. Like now it's it's the past. It's behind me. You know, I'll talk about it if I have to. If anybody has questions, like I'll answer your questions. You know what I mean? But um, I don't live there no more. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, Yeah. So.
0: Well, I mean, you know, too, it's like you kind of have to give yourself a lot of credit for – just like your energy that you put out because there's a lot of people that love you and it's like okay well this bitch no one <laughs> we're literally in Mexico this man would not, was like <laughs> the flower guy oh yeah he was riding for her and i'm like sir she is a lesbian and she's married to a yeah. woman um but i just think people are just so attracted to like just your energy yeah. you just have like a really good heart i think people sense that about you and um you know i i i just think that when we are getting into that healing place like you are giving out vibes that people are like you know i think the hard thing is sometimes there's just people who want that for themselves mm-hmm. don't know how to do it and are stuck and they can really like hate on you for that. Yeah. You know, and you just have to kind of, you know, sort of get this understanding that there's obviously something going on for them. We used to joke around my, fr- my coworkers, because <laughs> we used to do like trauma training and we'd we go to a <laughs> restaurant and if a waitress was rude to us, we'd be like, who hurt you? <laughs> <We're done. laughs> because I feel like when people are hurting they're going to lash out at you. Yeah. I mean, trust me, I've done that too. When I've had a bad day or struggling, I'm like, watch out.
1: <laughs> yeah. I think I've done that too at work. If I'm having a bad day and someone says something stupid to me, like I'll just fucking <laughs> flip on them. And then after, like, of course I go and I'm like, hey, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to do, do that or say that, but people are stupid. <laughs>
0: <laughs> there are some people that do deserve yeah. it. Just kidding but I mean part of like that that like healing process too is is being able to to be proactive about it, like I'm having a bad day, I know that, you know, and maybe it's like you know what, I'm having a really bad day today, so um, I just need a few minutes to get myself right, or you know when you come home, <laughs> I just need some time by myself yeah. because on I think it was um. Friday or maybe it was Thursday. (laughs) I had a meeting. Someone was super rude to me and also um, a borderline racist. I came out of the meeting. We're going to get
1: into that too. Lydia hates racist. I I do too, but.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We're going to talk about racial trauma because that shit is traumatizing for all of us. But anyways, so I come out of my meeting and Frank's like chilling on the couch. He's like, hey. You know, what he wanted to watch a movie or some something. I literally walked out. I'm like, dude, okay, I need, like, five minutes because I just, like, wanted to go off on someone's ass. I was like, just give me five minutes to reset. I went in the room. I just, like, had to, like, take five minutes. And then I'm like, okay, I'm good now. <laughs> because, you know, that's the thing is it's not fair to our families and our partners if, like, something is affecting us. And, you know, we have to kind of just be self-aware, like I'm, or sometimes I'll just say, I don't know what's going on. I'm really anxious today because, you know, I'm anxious. I'm triggered. Just, I Leave just need alone. to sit here. Okay. Yeah. And watch Real Housewives of Potomac.
1: <laughs> I like the Housewives of Atlanta.
0: I like them too. I like
1: Portia. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Who said that? Have you seen that one? <laughs> She got some good lines. She has a lot of memorable TikTok sounds. Yeah. But, you know, it's also, we'll, we'll talk a lot about self-care. Yeah. Um, we're going to start doing Wellness Wednesdays on our social medias to just remind people, like, take care of your ass because you only got one.
1: Well, no, because if you go to TJ, you can get a new ass. <laughs>
0: true but you know And to take care of these cheeks you gotta take care of yourself yeah you know and um so one of the things so i forgot to i should have brought it out anyways i have a copy too but um that book that you're reading it's actually a workbook that accompanies the like the main book how to do the work so the workbook you're doing is called how to find yourself yeah. and it's got like exercises <clears throat> and stuff like that so like what kind of stuff have you done so far
1: um taking notes we've taken notes together well Susie and and, and i are reading it together so taking notes uh, done some of the activities that it says to do
0: like what kind of activities <sighs> breathing
1: <laughs> and they just kind of lay there with our eyes closed and then I kind of grab her boob and then she, <laughs> <hand>. <laughs> you know, like just stuff like that.
0: Cochina. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm, and that's like very hard to do when your mind is like constantly going.
1: Yeah. I think her mind's constantly going. I'm just like chilling. You know what I mean? Like that's what she always, she's always like, you never stress about anything, nothing at all. And I, I don't think I do. Like, I don't stress about bills. Like, I don't stress because I feel like we're gonna be okay. You know what I mean? But work, like, work, work does like get to me sometimes.
0: Yeah,
1: you know what I mean. But like, I feel like, why are you stressing? We're gonna well, be okay. <laughs> You're gonna be okay. We're gonna
0: be fine. Meanwhile. <laughs> yeah we're all living <laughs> on a tent uh, yeah, in a tent in front of your house <laughs> we're fine in our driveway with my dad yeah <laughs> in a camper van down by the river yeah. but yeah I mean you know so it Frank's the same way like he's like we'll be fine I'm like how do you know it's gonna be fine yeah. I'm definitely the stressor the type a so meditation for me is really difficult but I have learned, like squirrel <laughs> I'm <I've> like <laughs> Fuck this shit! It's taking too long. I also have ADHD, so that explains a lot. Mm. But um, some of the things that I've done that are really good is in that book. um, She talks about doing um, like some kind of repetitive movement, so swinging. Not not (laughs) easy, girl. Not that kind of not soft swinging. Um, I bought a hammock chair from um, from Sam's Club, but they got them at Costco. How if you see them...
1: <laughs> How dare you turn your back on Costco?
0: <laughs> if you see th- at them at Costco or Sam's Club... Oh, I know what you're talking about. Buy them, okay? Because first of all, we took them to a, f- a music festival, and these people were like, where'd you get those chairs? I'm They're
1: like, $49.99 at Costco right now, people,
0: right? Run to Costco. Get them. Yeah. I-, I bought mine at Sam's Club because actually they had them first. They mm-hmm. had them in colors. Anyways, I'm totally sidetracked off the story. Scroll. But... I we got them last summer. And every day after work, when it was nice, I would go in the backyard and I would grab one of the cats who really liked to go on there and Which one was it
1: your favorite? It was
0: it was Guillermo. it was Nando.
1: Uh-huh. Guillermo. Guillermo. You almost
0: said Guillermo. I, know, I love them both actually. Mm-hmm. And we would swing in the chair for like a good 15 minutes. And I was like, I would just find myself rocking back and forth. And I read this book and it said, like, anything like that actually helps, like, reset your neurological system. So if you're having, like, a hard day or you just, like, feel anxious, like, that can actually help you. <clears throat> Another thing that um, I started to do was if I felt anxious, I don't know what was going on. <coughs> um, I think it was just towards the end of grad school. I just, I felt so stressed. Um I had started another grad school program before when I got pregnant with my child, and that was a very traumatic time because, you know, we found out that our child had special needs and it was like a very high-risk pregnancy, and I think, you know, it kind of triggered that a little bit. But um, towards the end of uh, grad school, I was so anxious, like for two months, like I was really struggling. Like I couldn't even drink coffee oh, shit. and I love me some coffee. Yep.
1: And I so I
0: started to do this thing where you basically, you turn your head to the right as far as you can turn it. As far as you can turn it, not your body, just your oh. head. <laughs> and then you wait and you hold it until you yawn or you feel it like you know, you feel the tension release, and then you go back to the center, and then you do the other side. <laughs> you, look like get a, an exorcist. you look like a damn tin man there. <laughs> you had to put oil in your neck or what? Yeah. a yeah. <laughs> you know, massage. You should go get one. I, yeah, I got to tell you a story about that. <laughs> and so um, I do that sometimes before meetings. Like if I do webinars, and I get really nervous sometimes, especially when there's certain people on there. Um, and it's just like it's really helped. It's kind of like a little quick fix to yeah. do. But those kinds of things I think help you. Like for example, if you go into a situation where you're gonna where you know you're gonna see someone that's gonna trigger you.
1: Yeah.
0: I do those things.
1: <laughs> you do think like, you turn your hair on It's what? the
0: holidays. I'm like freaking yanking my neck to the right and the left as hard as I can.
1: Oh my god.
0: Oh, yeah, but you know, it's like it does help. Yeah, it does help.
1: We will do that at work. We'll <laughs> be like, Shh.
0: they're gonna be like, "What the hell is this girl <laughs> doing in here?" She's gonna be like workers' comp. <laughs> but no, yeah, we're so all about safety. Those <laughs> those things are, I think, important to learn. Like those little, like you know, yeah. strategies.
1: I keep reading the book <laughs> and go home and tell Susie to do that.
0: <laughs> You're like, turn your head till you. Well, I don't think that's in there. I, I saw it somewhere else, but oh. um, but a lot of the stuff, you know, like she's like write a letter to yourself as a child, and I know oh, no. that one I really struggled, you know, because it's hard because it's about like self compassion. You know, have you ever seen the TikToks where they're like, you know, I don't have TikTok.
1: I got to get on that trend. Girl,
0: we have a TikTok. I man. know you have it. You
1: run it. But I mean, I need a TikTok.
0: I know. But you know, but anyways, so it's just, you know, how would sometimes we're so hard on ourselves. Yeah. Like if I do something wrong, oh my God, this is horrible. But sometimes I'm like, you stupid bitch, what are what you doing? Fuck? And it's horrible because I'm such a perfectionist. But, you know, I think. I've been learning, like, if you were to see yourself as a child, would you talk to yourself like that? No. Exactly. So, you know, why are we expecting ourselves to be so perfect? You know?
1: Yeah. No one's perfect.
0: I know. And... You know, one of the things as I've been learning about this stuff is also like something called decolonization of like healing and this these ideas of how we are supposed to perform. And so one of these ideas is that perfection is sort of like this behavior of white supremacy, basically. And so, you know, expecting everyone to know everything, to do everything perfect the first time, Is an unrealistic expectation. Like, we're humans, we're having a human experience. Like, it takes, I think I read something like 10,000 or 100,000 times before you master a skill. Yeah. So, you know, how are we supposed to know how to do all these things that, you know, our parents didn't know, didn't teach us? We're just learning. So, you know, we're not perfect. If we go off in a restaurant, please nobody videotape it and put it on TikTok because <laughs> we're still healing. Um, I mean, you know, we all, we all try our best. And I think one of the questions we need to start asking is what's going on for that person? You know, and I think it helps us build empathy, which is like an emotional maturity. You know, I know we talked about that a little bit, too. Are you ready?
1: Yeah, (laughs) go ahead.
0: For your healing journey?
1: Yes, I'm very ready. I I took a bunch of notes. (laughs) I'm serious. I like went ham. Like I sat with Susie and I read a lot of my notes to her. She was like, yeah.
0: What what kind of stuff are you? I just want to
1: like, because honestly, like I talked to one of my friends at work the other day. And I was telling her about the podcast and I was getting her to subscribe and I got her on Instagram. She's never had an Instagram. So I got like, I, I was helping her out and stuff. And we just started talking about stuff that we're going to be talking about. And then she like asked me like, Oh, you know, like what is some of the trauma that you had as a child? And one of the ones that I swear, like she literally like closed the door and started crying. Um, it was, I had told her I was abused as a child, Yeah, you know, and I had told her, um, I was abused by someone who, you know, you never would have thought would would do something like that, you know? And I started telling her like, yeah, like, you know, I was abused by this, you know, this person. And I was, you know, six, six years old, seven years old. I'm like, and it happened like, um, like more than once, you know? And like, I just started telling her like everything that was going on. And uh, she started crying and she was like, you know, I, I, I can't believe it. You know what I mean? Like, you know, that really sucks. Like, that's my biggest fear. And, you know, so it's okay for me to say it though. Like, I don't want you guys to be like, fucking bitch, you just said. But she told me like, yeah, like that happened to me too. You know, she's like, that happened to me too. She's like, and, you know, I never, you know, I never thought that anyone else was going through the same thing I'm going through. And it's crazy because there are a lot of people that that go through that and you live your whole life like, scared to tell anybody because you think that it's your fault. Like for a while, that's how I felt. I felt like it was my fault because, you know, um, I never told my parents. So maybe if I would have told my parents right away, like maybe he would have stopped, you know, um, you know, maybe if I spoke up sooner, he wouldn't have done it again because he did it again to someone else, another family member, you know, and for a while I felt, you know, guilty and I was mad at myself because I didn't say anything. You know, but it's crazy because I started telling her, you know, the that what what I went through and and you know, she she was able to to feel comfortable telling me like I went through that too. You yeah. know, she's like and I ended up telling um she's like I told my I ended up telling my parents, she said, but it's just crazy because you're you're with a bunch of group of people and it's like you don't you don't know that they've gone through what you're going through. Yeah. You know what I mean?
0: Well and you know one in four um, women have been sexually assaulted or abused. Um, And so I think that's, like, so hard for people to – Hello. Oh, (laughs) that was weird. Um, I think it's so hard for people to, you know – think about that. Like someone, you know, has probably been abused in some way. Yeah. Um, and it's just that there's so much shame and guilt associated with that because, you know, especially when you're a woman, it's kind of like, oh, well, what, ha- what did you do? Yeah. You deserve that. Like, what did you do to, have you know to put yourself in that position so people are so embarrassed so scared to even say anything and you know I I'm sure there's a lot and it's funny because people will tell you these things without really telling you these things like you know they'll say like oh well when I was little I had this you know person in, in our family or a family friend who you know made me feel uncomfortable and it's like that's really interesting. Yeah. Um, and so you know, I think those are the things that like that something that happened to us. I mean, something that happened to me as an adult and something that happened to you and it's like that's not our fault.
1: Yeah. For a long time though, like I would tell my I would tell Susie, I keep saying to my partner, right? I would tell Susie like, you know. it's my fault that he did it again because I never said anything. You know what I mean? For a long time. But then after a while I was like, no, like it's his fault. He's the one that's sick in the head. You know what I'm saying? Like he's the one that, that did this, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's not my fault. You know what I mean? So for a while though, like after I I spoke up and said, you know, what happened and and whatever, you know, um, I felt better. You know what I mean? Because I was like, no, he's the sick one. Yeah, You know, he's the one that was wrong. It wasn't me. You know, I'm not at fault, you know, because if I would, let's say I would have spoken up sooner, he would have done it again. You know what I mean? Like.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's like, it's hard to know, right. Like know. what the outcome would have would, been. And I mean, the thing is, is when it comes, there's still so much like misogyny around sexual assault or abuse of women. And, and it's like, you know. We, we can't, we, um, deserve to have, you know, justice and not be questioned about like what the circumstances were. Like there are no circumstances when these things are okay. Yeah, And, you know, it's, it's just, I think one of those things where like, you know, where people feel as as afraid to really speak up. Yeah. I saw that, that movie, um, she said that's about like, um, I can't remember his name off, but it's the, the guy who in Hollywood. Why am I blanking on his name? Anyhow, um, he was like, <coughs> he wasn't the president of, it's called Miramax, which like they made all these movies and yeah. stuff. But he assaulted and attempted to assault like so many women. And so these reporters, you know, they go and they, and they broke a story about him. And it's just so crazy to me that, you know, it was kind of like this attitude of, well, you know, that's just something that happens. Like he's just, that's just him. And it's like, well, obviously there's something wrong with this motherfucker. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You know, but (coughs) but again, it's like, you know, it, I think there's, like, this larger, like, healing that needs to happen for, um, you know, for men in our society. And there's also individual stuff that happens to these people, you know? like Obviously, you know, people who do these things, someone must have done something to them.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, which is really sad. But also you know not an excuse but an explanation yeah right and i think that's an important thing is our trauma does not define who we are as people it's something that happened to us and it can be an explanation for why we engage in these behaviors but it doesn't mean like oh well because you're traumatized that's okay it's yeah. like no we still we still make choices yeah and we got to take responsibility and accountability for that <laughs> And that's part of like the healing process, right? So, anyhow, well, good talk.
1: I know, right? It's a long wind.
0: (laughs) Thanks for sharing that with us because I think it's important to normalize these things because, like, we've all gone through shit, you know? And I think that we, uh, you know, the more we speak up and we normalize like this stuff and that, like, we are healing from it and we're not going to be ashamed of this stuff yeah. we're not going to be embarrassed we're not going to hide into you know hide under a rock we're going to talk about it so that other people who have been through it feel that they have the support and courage to you know process those things in their lives and get an unhealing journey so yeah.
1: and that's what we're doing this for you know so people can speak up like like we mentioned on the first uh podcast um We do this stuff so that people can feel comfortable like speaking up if they have issues with their family, with their spouses, with their friends, you know? So, I mean, after our first podcast, I got a few people who, you know, messaged me and were saying that they were excited to hear more of what we're going to talk about, you know what I mean? Because we mentioned family. A lot of people were saying, like, (laughs) I got a lot of shit going on with my family. Oh,
0: Yeah. I know that's like the biggest thing. Yeah. I mean, and, and then the other part is that, you know, a lot of people can relate to a lot of the things that we talk about because they've experienced it, you know, and yeah. you know, at the end of the day, we just have to keep pushing forward and doing what we need to do to live our best life because we don't want these things to keep us from enjoying You know our families, our friends, you know even our jobs. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so I think that that's that's another piece. So for and you know I think you brought something up that we both want to thank the people that sent us really nice messages. Yeah, a lot of
1: people sent like really nice messages. Um, a lot of for me it was more friends. Uh, a few family members though did as well. Um, and. We appreciate you and thank you, and we're looking forward to.
0: Yeah, we we appreciate the more support. recordings.
1: We appreciate the love and the support, um, the subscribers. We thank you, the likers. We, love. we thank you, uh, the followers on Instagram and TikTok. I don't know. I don't have TikTok, but
0: but you know, there are people who are definitely enjoying those things. So yeah,
1: and for those of you that are not subscribing, not liking, but you are listening, we love you too. We appreciate your views because we had a shitload of views. Um we had a lot of views, but no subscribers, which is okay.
0: Get your ass to subscribe and y'all. Yeah. Even our stalkers, we really appreciate it. Yeah. Um but you yeah, look evil
1: dude saying it like that. <laughs> 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 but yeah. We appreciate you guys. Uh, all a shout out the uh the tags, the um the posts that you guys, you know, Made and all that other stuff. (laughs) Sorry, my cat. We thank you guys um, for that, for all the love and support. We thank you, and to our partners, I can't thank my wife enough because she honestly has given me the best feedback. Like you know, she's my number one cheerleader. Um, Always cheering me on. Always telling me that you know, say what you got to say. You know, you're gonna be fine. We're gonna get through this together, you know. And I, I know Frank has been awesome with you too. Yeah, both of them. So we thank them. I love you.
0: We're very lucky to have two that. Kiss was for sim-
1: Susie, not for Frank. <laughs> <laughs> you can blow Frank one.
0: There you go. <laughs> <clears throat> oh, but yes, we thank our partners so much for their continued love and support, yeah. and we thank everyone else. We got some really nice messages. Um, so yeah, but anyways, thank you so much. Next time we are going to talk about friendships, how friendships shift or change when you go through a healing process. So definitely, (coughs) um, some big shifts that have happened and, um, yeah, so we're, we're looking forward. Now, y'all, we ain't Netflix, okay? We ain't out here releasing like a whole season in one week. Yeah. Um, we both have jobs that we have to go to. So this is extra for us. So we're definitely trying to keep up because we do feel really excited and passionate about this. And I know many of you have shared that as well. So we are trying to crank these out as quickly as we can. So
1: we got to get some Huzbulah t shirts.
0: Why? We need to make our own merchandise. I know,
1: but we got to rep Hazbula too. You know who Hazbula
0: is? Yes, I do.
1: We got to wear some t-shirts.
0: Oh gosh. Okay.
1: Hazbula lover. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right. Powered
1: by Riverside Later. FM. All right. Ciao. Peace. Peace.